It's time for the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores. Capital Mazda, Stevens Creek Mazda, Concord Mazda, and Team Mazda. Hey, it's Shondell Grand. And right now we've got a huge selection of brand new Mazdas with exciting spring incentives across our entire lineup. Plus, you can buy your new Mazda completely online with our exclusive no-brainer checkout. Don't miss the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores in San Jose, Concord, and Vallejo. We're getting you ready for the game on The Build-Up with news from around the league, interviews, highlights, and more. Here's your host, Ted Ramey. All right, what's happening, everybody? And welcome as we get ready for the Sharks to return to action on the other side of the Christmas break. They are in L.A. taking on the Kings tonight before they come back home tomorrow night to play host to Edmonton. So a busy bit of scheduling for San Jose here uh, as they've got... Wednesday and Thursday before they get Friday and Saturday off. And then Sunday, New Year's Eve, they are going to be uh, in Colorado taking on the Avs. If we look after that to the new year, we finally get a stretch of extended home play for San Jose. The 2nd, the 4th, and the 6th of January, the Sharks are home against Detroit, Winnipeg, and Toronto before they go out on the road for five at Toronto. At Montreal, at Ottawa, at Buffalo, at Chicago, before they're finally back home on the 20th, taking on Anaheim. Just to take a look at a little bit of the overall news coming out of the Sharks from Morning Skate this morning, uh, Kapo Kakinen will start. They have also recalled Magnus Krona, and it sounds like, according to Sheng Peng of San Jose Hockey Now and NBC Sports, uh, that we see McDonald has been placed on IR. Blackwood did travel. Apparently, he's not feeling well. Uh, so that's just all that we're learning at this point. We'll probably know more as we get closer to game time and after the game uh, as well. Uh, but we've got a great show coming up for you today. We are going to talk with Daryl Evans of the LA Kings, longtime color commentator, uh, tremendous mind. If you heard him about a week and a half ago when we last played the Kings, just has so much insight on everything going on uh, with the National Hockey League. Of course, the LA Kings and getting his thoughts on the Sharks is always fun. Uh, so we're going to get into that now. Mr. Evans, happy holidays. I, uh, I assume that you were able to uh, enjoy some time off and eat a whole lot of food. At least that's that's my hopes for you. <laughs> yeah, happy holidays to you and your family as well. Uh, it's always a great few days. You know, you get to spend some time with family and friends. And as you said, you know, we, we definitely overindulge when it regards to coming to the, uh, you know, to the, uh, to the food. So uh, had a lot of tasty meals and had to get a few extra jumps and a little bit more running in, but it was all worth it. Yes. No, of course. It's always, it's always worth it in the end. And now we get back to the grind, the day-to-day -day of the NHL season. So, you know, let's, let's do a, a check-in on the LA Kings at this point. They're coming out of the Christmas break. We are, well, Kings have games in hand, so it's a little weird to look at their scheduling, but we're approaching the halfway point of the season. Is this Kings team, I mean, did you think this type of performance, especially their defense, did you think it was possible when we were, you know, back in the early days of training camp? Yeah, you know, I think collectively, you know, the way the team has been put together, I mean, there's no doubt there was a little bit of a question mark in net. Uh, you know, not expecting, uh, you know, what the, what the guys have been able to accomplish to this point. But I think just like every other part of the game, everything's done collectively as a group. So the strong defensive play, I knew there was already a structure in place, uh, you know, with, with the way uh, Todd is, you know, putting it in over the last few years. And, you know, the personnel that they've added, 
they're more of a puck possession team now. Uh, before they were more dump and chase, so now they have the puck a lot more, so that eases the burden on the defense. But the goaltending has been solid. Uh, I think when you look at the defense, Mikey Anderson's taken his game to another level. Drew Doughty, you know, his game speaks for itself. Uh, you know, he's a world-class player, always has been. Uh, Gavrikov, securing him was a big part. England, a little bit of a surprise back him uh, by him. Uh, you know, physicality, of course, but a great team player. And he's really paired up nicely with Jordan Spence on that third pair. Uh, they've been able to eat up some big minutes. And, uh, you know, Matt Roy continues to keep doing what he's doing. So uh, the defensive core is really solid. But I think it's the commitment by the forwards as well to come back and help them out. You know, you have to defend five-man units on the ice, and everybody's bought in. And uh, I think when you have success, buying in is a lot easier. That was immediately what was said after the game um, when the Sharks and Kings met a week ago. Everyone talked about, like, they played defense as a five-man unit. Now, that's something that's kind of thrown out there as an expression, but what does that mean to you when another team has that reaction? What do you think they're saying? Well, you know, I think, you know, when everybody's bought into playing defensively, it's, it's you know, when you've got the puck, it's everybody's, you know, going in one direction. And until you retain, you know, regain possession of the puck back again, you've got five guys that are on, you know, retrieval mode and you have to move in sync. You know, there's too many guys in the NHL uh, on all teams that are so skilled. If, you know, if you isolate and you get uh, one-on-one, some skilled players are going to beat some players on your team. So you've got to have layers defensively. And again, it's, you know, you can't, you can't assume that your guy's going to win his battle You've got to be able to be on the right side of the puck and then go from there. And I think when you come from the right side of the puck, and that's the defensive side of it, you're going to have some greater chances. Your chances are going to come off of good checking as opposed to sometimes when you gamble, if you're down a couple of goals, we know that when you gamble, you expose yourself a little bit defensively. So if you commit to playing the game the right way, you're still going to get your chances and you've got to trust that they're going to come. Of course, every game you're not going to win. You're not going to get as many chances, but – Doing the thing the right way all the time, consistency will build success for you. With the small amount of goals they have given up, it kind of overshadows the fact that the Kings' offense hasn't been amazing. That's not to say it's been bad, but they're they're closer to Calgary than they are um, in goals scored compared to Vancouver and Vegas within the division. Does that concern you, or do you think that they've just simply found a way to control games like that? When I see stats like this, this tells me, and like you alluded to earlier, the puck possession is such a huge factor, and the Kings are controlling games. Well, I think, you know, the style of hockey that they're playing, this is a style that, you know, you have to, you know, prepare to play, you know, as you get into the, you know, the stretch run, you know, after the after the All-Star break and, you know, prepare to play in the playoffs. You know, you're not going to – I mean, it's going to happen, but you can't prepare to go out and win playoff games, you know, by scoring five, six, and seven goals every night. You know, the Kings got off to a good start. They scored a lot of goals. Again, they've got five hand, five games in hand on a couple of the teams, you know, in, in their own division. But, you know, they, they've got the ability to be able to score. There's a lot more skill in their lineup. But it's what they're willing to do defensively that's going to allow them to be able to succeed. Uh, they want to get comfortable playing in these in these tight games. And I'm not saying they're giving up scoring just so they can get in some tight games. But these are the type of games that you learn a lot about yourself. And, you know, how, how do you how do you adjust? And, uh, you know, getting a few of them out of the way right now is a good thing. It allows you to be able to grow as a team. But there's still a lot of offense that is yet to come out of this team. But more importantly, uh, the buy-in defensively, uh, that's going to pay dividends as, as time goes on here in the second half of the season. The games in hand currently on both Vancouver and Vegas. Um, 
you know, did they lean on that? Do they say, Hey, our winning percentage is better than Vancouver. We're equal with Vegas. You know, like it's, there's, there's a, there's a lot of, um, there's, there's a lot of points to be had in those five games, especially a lot of them that are going to be finally had against uh, a Vancouver side. Yeah. You know, I think, you know, it's always great to have games in hand and, you know, to be where you are in the standings, but you can never take anything for granted. Games in hand don't mean anything unless you win those games. Um, you know, you want to be able to put as many points in the bank as you possibly can. It's a one game at a time approach, uh, you know, from the Kings and, uh, you know, even the other teams like God, you know, if you, if you would have looked at Edmonton, you know, a, a month ago, you know, with the, with the hole that they dug themselves, you sit there, they might as well pack it in and start to go fishing. But, you know, they, you know, they got back to the grind and they ended up rattling off eight wins in a row. Next thing you know, they're right back in the picture. So we all know that, you know, anybody's capable of doing that at any given time. So, uh, it's a one game at a time approach, but you know, as they start to play, you know, the teams within the division, they've yet to play Vancouver this year, yet to play Edmonton. Uh, they'll play Edmonton in a couple of days. They're going to finish with the Vegas tomorrow night, uh, so that 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 series will be out of the way. But mm-hmm. uh, you know, the division games really really tell you a lot about your team because those are the teams eventually at the end of the day you play the majority of your games against, and those are the ones that you've got to beat out for a playoff spot. You had the second night of a back-to-back against uh, Seattle after you played the Sharks last week, and that uh, that was a loss for LA. But then you bounced back with a win going into the three-day break. Did that? Were you okay with uh, just uh, getting two out of three going into the break there like that, or did the Kings want a little bit more momentum? Because the the back-to-back home and away is always, or away and home, I should say, is always a difficult task. Yeah, it's it's a difficult task, and you know, again, each team in the NHL has so much pride, so. Uh, you know, you can sit there and say, oh, you know, it's back to back for this team or it's not. Or maybe they got some injuries or they don't. A couple of guys are hot. Uh, you know, I think you've got to I mean, you're aware of all those type of things. I mean, back to back, but everybody goes through it. And sometimes the momentum that you build the night before might carry you into the next one. Uh, you know, you never take any credit away, uh, discredit your, your opponent. Um, you know, in particular, I just mentioned you, you talked about Seattle. You know, the Kings were in Seattle last week and they beat Seattle in a nine round shootout. So. You know, Seattle's looking to even the board, and we all know Seattle works extremely hard. And uh, it, it's, a, it's a game of inches. Uh, you know, you have an opportunity or two, you don't take advantage of it. They take advantage of their chances. And next thing you know, you're on the short side of things. So as long as, you you know, you keep yourself in those games and you play the game the right way, you're going to win your share of them. And I think the Kings are comfortable in, in playing in those type of games. And, you know, they know they're not going to win them all. Of course, you approach it that, you know, you want to win them all. But mm-hmm. let's face it, uh, you know, the, the, the parity in the NHL right now uh, on any given night, uh, it, it's a battle out there. There's too many proud teams. How is Todd McClellan handling the success of this team? And he's, you know, he's been at it for so long, even though there is a a part of me that feels like it was just yesterday he was being announced as the as the Sharks head coach. But, you know, he's he's been down this road before. He's had very good teams. He's had teams that were on the come and emerging, emerging as the season goes on. So, I mean, how how has he been um, reacting to games, reacting to wins and losses? What are you what are you reading between the lines and what he says after after wins and losses? Well, I think he's keeping himself a pretty even keel. And, you know, that's what you want to see from your coach. Uh, you know, I think over all the years and, you know, everything that he has seen, uh, you know, the games that he's coached in, games that he's, you know, just watched around the league, you learn a lot from that as well. So even keel is the best bet. We all know that, you know, what type of success you have during the 82 games. You know, we saw what Boston did last year with the record that they put up and, you know, what happened in the postseason. You're going to be you're going to be graded by what happens, you know, when it comes April, May and June. Uh, but he's preparing his team for that. 
And, uh, you know, I think he's, you know, he's managing the highs and lows really well. Uh, you know, he's uh, he continues to, you know, find different ways to uh, to be able to, you know, stimulate the guys. And let's let's face it, that's a task, especially when you've been in an organization for a number of years. You know, practices can start to wear on you. But I think he's very selective as to, you know, what type of drills they do, when they do the drills. Uh, when to put a foot on the gas and, and when to back off. So he's got a good field. He's got a good pulse for this team. And with the years that he's been here, you know, Rob Blake, Luke Robitaille, uh, upper management ownership has done a great job at providing him with the pieces to be able to take this team to the next level. And uh, they seem to be doing that this year in the, you know, in the regular season. Again, they're just 30 games into the season. A lot of work yet to be done, but uh, hopefully that, uh, you know, when it comes postseason time, they'll be ready to take that next step. And that's winning postseason series. What did you think of the Sharks when you saw them uh, just over a week ago? Obviously, people talked so much about the uh, 10 and one start, and they had a bit of a rectification, and they got themselves playing a lot better hockey. But they've now lost five in a row uh, once again, and one of those, of course, was to the Kings about eight days ago. Yeah, you know, I think when a team gets off to a start like that, uh, you know, like San Jose, they're definitely in a transition in their franchise. Uh, you know, a lot of the veteran players, their leaders uh, ha have moved, uh, have either been moved or, you know, moved on in, in different ways. Uh, so they're looking for other guys to be able to, you know, step up and emerge. Uh, a record like that to start is, you know, it's, it's a it's a slap in the chops. It's, it's a tough thing to digest because now you're looking at it and you know already, even when you're at your best, that you've got an uphill climb when you look at teams like Vegas, who won the cup last year, Edmonton, we all know what they're capable of doing Vancouver, the steps that they've taken, you know, and then even LA themselves. So it, it's a, it's a tough hill to climb, but I think the big thing for them is, and what they did was, uh, you know, once they got that taste of victory, uh, they managed things well. I think they went through a 20 game stretch there. They were 500. So uh, that's, that's a very respectable record. Uh, so you wipe out the, you know, the, the start that they had with the first 10, and of course, now this last five, you know, being winless in five, you know, those are the things that you need to, you know, erase and eliminate. And unfortunately, those are the things that happen with teams that are going through that growth stage that uh, those are th those situations. It's tougher to stop the bleeding, whereas, uh, you know, teams that have kind of been together for a while and have taken that step, you know, they, they tend to stop the bleeding a little bit quicker. So uh, San Jose worked their way through it. Um, you know, they've got some very good hockey players there. They got some good leadership there and they should be getting some help. And with regards to guys coming back from injury, so that should give them a little bit of a boost. And, you know, now as you come out of the, uh, you know, the, the Christmas break, you know, everybody's kind of a little, little bit refreshed, uh, both mentally and physically. So again, you can't let the, uh, you know, the record, uh, you know, kind of fool you. I mean, these teams, you know, there's a lot of pride. There's a, there's a lot of competitiveness between the Sharks and the Kings, and I would expect it to be that type of game tonight. What do you make of the um, impact of Logan Couture being out all year long up to this point? Because you, I mean, you know the battles that you know the Sharks and Kings have had over the years, whether it's regular season, postseason. Logan Couture right there in the middle of so much of it, and it's been one of those things that because he's been out the entire year, it probably hasn't gotten as much. Not recognition, but, you know, the significance has maybe been overlooked a little bit because as opposed to talking about his absence, it's been more talking about, you know, the like we alluded to, the, the losing streaks, the fact that the Sharks had to, you know, climb their way out of that big 11-game winless streak to start the season. But, you know, Daryl, as you know, when you when the captain's out, that, that has an in, in influence on the outcomes. Yeah, it sure does. There's no doubt. You know, especially a guy like him who's been around that franchise for so long, 
And, you know, I'm sure he's around the team quite a bit, you know, and they see him. But it's different when you put that uniform on, when you're getting ready, uh, you know, when you're making that march down the hallway to go, you know, to go out for a game and you hear the voice of your captain. Uh, you know, he's been a great leader for them, not only in the locker room, but, you know, but the way that he plays on the ice, the example. And I think sometimes, you know, the, what you just said there, you know, the losing streaks maybe kind of have been more magnified than his absence uh, because of where they're at. And with regards to their you know rebuild or, you know, taking that next step, um, you know, he, his his uh, presence probably won't be appreciated or recognized by the outside uh, people, but team you know the, the team itself the sharks the opponents the teams like the kings that play against them all the time they know that what type of an impression and impact that he can have you know stepping back on the ice you know do you expect him to be back in you know game form you know when he first comes in of course not that's not going to happen it's going to take a little bit of time he's probably going to come out and rattle off a few really good games and you know he's going to peak a little bit and then he's going to have a little setback and bounce back uh that's that's just been you know naturally what happens but he's a great hockey player and what he does is he makes everybody on his team better. Uh, he also draws the respect uh, of the opponents. Uh, the opponents look upon you differently, you know, especially when you get in critical situations like the power play. We know what he's capable of doing, the plays he's capable of making. So uh, he'll draw a little bit more attention, and that'll free things up for the other guys. Uh, but I think from the Shark standpoint, they've had a chance to maybe be able to see a couple of these young guys, how they can react, maybe – certain pieces that they are missing and let's face it you know couture is not going to be there forever so as you move forward it's you know what do we need for these young guys to be able to succeed you know let's say three four or five years from now and uh it, you know again it's a tough pill to swallow, swallow right now but uh, having him back you know get him back in the lineup definitely is going to give their their organization their franchise a big boost both uh you know in the game and then emotionally too just their, their confidence will soar with that well, Daryl, I will let you go because now you've got a game to get ready for, but I appreciate your time as always, and I'll bug you again soon. All right, man? All right, look forward to it. All the best, and have a happy New Year if I don't talk to you before that. Again, that is Daryl Evans of the LA Kings joining us here on the Sharks Audio Network. Um, should be an interesting one for the Sharks tonight because they are obviously coming off a five-game losing streak right now. They have not been able to get themselves uh, a much-needed win. If we go back and you know look at the games since they've had that win against Winnipeg, it was a tight one nothing loss against Arizona, and then they went into Colorado and lost 6-2, lost 4-1 to LA a week and a day ago, then lost 5-2 hosting Arizona, and then it was off to Vancouver where they lost that game 7-4. And the easy thing to point out is just that they are not scoring and they're not controlling the puck as much as they were on the road. Even those games where they were coming back, it was um, just more of an offensively cohesive unit, and they have to re rediscover that in their games again if they want to get some more wins. So I am hopeful that the Sharks will be able to have a good little stretch here in these final three games of the season and keep this from turning into an eight-game slide because, like I said, when you finish this month with L.A. and Edmonton and Colorado, three very good teams, then you look at the start of the January schedule. It's the Red Wings, it's Winnipeg, and it's Toronto. So, you know, this is an 11-game stretch, very, very difficult hockey. We'll see if the Sharks can bounce back and get a couple of wins in there to break up the losses. Uh, we are just about out of time, however. Be sure to tune in tonight at 7 o'clock right here on the Sharks Audio Network for Dan Rusinowski's call of tonight's game between your San Jose Sharks and the LA Kings. And then I'll be back with you tomorrow morning uh, at 7 o'clock for Morning Tide. It usually gets uploaded a little bit before that, but the first airing on our 24-7 stream, sjsharks.com slash listen, will be at 7 o'clock tomorrow morning. 
For the San Jose Sharks, I'm Ted Ramey signing off. This podcast can be found for download under Sharks Hockey Digest on iTunes, Google, and Spotify. And on demand anytime on the Sharks Plus SAP Center app presented by Western Digital. All music by Yogi Yen.